Section 26 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 26 The Adventures of Sir Bors. Among the knights vowed to the quest of the Holy Grail was Sir Bors, one of the kin of Sir Lancelot, a brave knight and pious. He rode through the forest many a day, making his lodging most often under a leafy tree though once on his journey he stayed at a castle that he might do battle for its lady against a felon knight who would have robbed and oppressed her so on a day as he rode through the forest sir bors came to the parting of two ways while he was considering which he should follow he espied two knights driving before them a horse on which he was stretched bound and naked none other than sir bors's own brother sir lionel and from time to time the two false knights bet him with thorns so that his body was all smeared with blood but so great was his heart sir lionel uttered never a word then in great wrath sir bors laid his lance in rest and would have fought the felon knights to rescue his brother but that even as he spurred his horse there came a bitter cry from the other path and looking round he saw a lady being dragged by a knight into the darkest part of the forest where none might find and rescue her when she saw sir bors she cried to him help me sir knight help me i beseech you by your knighthood then sir bors was much troubled for he would not desert his brother but bethinking him that ever a woman must be more helpless than a man he wheeled his horse rode upon her carpenter and bet him to the earth the damsel thanked him earnestly and told him how the knight was her own cousin who had that day carried her off by craft from her father's castle as they talked there came up twelve knights who had been seeking the lady everywhere, so to their care Sir Bors delivered her and rode with haste in the direction whither his brother had been borne. On the way he met with an old man, dressed as a priest, who asked him what he sought. When Sir Bors had told him, Ah, Bors, said he, I can give you tidings indeed, your brother is dead. And parting the bushes he showed him the body of a dead man, to all seeming Sir Lionel's self. Then Sir Bors grieved sorely, misdoubting almost whether he should not have rescued his own brother rather than the lady, and at the last he dug a grave and buried the dead man, after which he rode sorrowfully on his way. When he had ridden many days, he met with a yeoman, whom he asked if there was any adventures in those parts. Sir, said the man, at the castle hard by they hold a great tournament sir bors thanked him and rode along the way pointed out to him and presently as he passed a hermitage whom should he see sitting at its door but his brother sir lionel whom he had believed dead then in great joy he leaped from his horse and running to lionel cried fair brother how come ye hither through no aid of yours said sir lionel angrily for ye left me bound and bidden to ride to the rescue of a maiden never was brother so dealed with by brother before keep ye from me as ye may when sir bors understood that his brother would slay him he knelt before him entering his pardon sir lionel took no heed but mounting his course and taking his lance cried keep you from me traitor fight or die and sir bors moved not for to him it seemed a sin most horrible that brother should fight with brother then sir lionel in his rage rode to his horse at him bore him to the ground and trampled him under the horse's hoofs till bors lay beaten to the earth in a swoon 
even so sir lionel's anger was not stayed for a lightning key drew his sword and would have smitten off his brother's head but that the holy hermit hearing the noise of conflict ran out of the hermitage and threw himself upon sir bors gentle knight he cried have mercy upon him and on thyself for of the sin of slaying thy brother thou couldst never be quit sir priest said lionel if ye leave him not i shall slay you too it were a lesser sin than to slay thy brother answered the hermit so be it cried lionel and with one blow struck off the hermit's head then he would have worked his evil will upon his brother too but that even as he was unlacing sir bors's helm to cut off his head there rode up the good knight sir colgrevance a fellow of the round table when he saw the dead hermit and was aware how lionel sought the life of bors he was amazed and springing from his horse ran to lionel and dragged him back from his brother do you think to hinder me said sir lionel let come who will i will have his life you shall have to do with me first cried colgrevance therewith they took their swords and setting their shields before them rushed upon each other now sir colgrevance was a good knight but sir lionel was strong and his anger added to his strength so long they fought that sir bors had time to recover from his swoon and raising himself with pain on his elbow saw how the two fought for his life and as it seemed sir lionel would prevail for sir colgrevance grew weak and weary sir bors tried to get to his feet but so weak he was that he could not stand and sir colgrevance seeing him stir called on him to come to his aid for he was in mortal peril for his sake even as he called sir lionel cut him to the ground and as one possessed rushed upon his brother to slay him sir bors entreated him for mercy and when he would not sorrowfully he took his sword saying now god forgive me though i defend my life against my brother immediately there was heard a voice saying flee bors and touch not thy brother and at the same time a fiery cloud burned between them so that their shields glowed with the flame and both knights fell to the earth but the voice came again saying bors leave thy brother and take thy way to the sea there thou shalt meet sir percival then sir bors made ready to obey and turning to lionel said dear brother i pray you forgive me for aught in which i have wronged you i forgive you said lionel for he too was amazed and terrified to keep his anger so sir bors continued his journey and at last coming up to the seashore he espied a ship draped all with white summit and entering thereon he saw sir percival and much they rejoiced them in each other's company End of section 26 Read by Anna Nomoska